Hey there, welcome back to DIY Narrator. This is the podcast for instructional designers and e-learning developers who enjoy doing the work or are forced to perform their own narrations for their projects. I'm Josh Risser, I'm a professional voice talent and a guy who now has stickers. Yeah, stickers, you heard me right. I'm really someone now. I have my own stickers. Uh, You can also get a DIY narrator sticker if you happen to bump into me next week at DevLearn in Vegas. If you're listening in the future, it's not necessarily next week anymore. It's last week or last year. Talking about DevLearn 2018 in Vegas. So I'll be there next week. I'll be the guy with the beard and the DIY narrator sticker on his water bottle and laptop, at least at the beginning of the conference. Uh, Hopefully there are about 200 other people sporting stickers on various things by the end of the conference, though I will still have a beard. I don't plan on getting rid of it halfway through the conference. So this week has been a bit of a learning experience for me, and that's why the podcast is late. I've been doing a lot of e-learning lately, tons of commercials and web videos, but until this week, I'd never actually done an audiobook. I've a number of times auditioned for them, been in negotiations with rights holders and authors, reviewed a couple that I was considered for, but I never had taken on a project for various reasons, schedule, money, topic, etc. But of course I get offered one this week or last week and the stars aligned. I took the project on and didn't really realize that I only had one week before DevLearn and I wanted to get it done before I was gone for a week. Thankfully, it was pretty short Only a couple of hours of finished audio. I wanted to get it done for him and return the audio to the author so he could take the time to review it while I'm going to be out of town and then I can make any updates and changes. As you probably know, if you've done any narration at all, which I'm assuming you have since you're listening to an e-learning narration podcast, that recording two hours of finished audio takes much, much longer than two hours. You actually have to record the two hours of audio which probably takes twice as long as it would to just read the book quietly to yourself. You can't sound like you're just reading the words. You need to be actually connected to what you're saying, so you need to know what's coming and understand the work before you start recording. And then you have other stuff to do during the day, so you can't just sit down and record it all at once and edit it and get it all done, unless you set that time aside. But who has the ability to just set like six, seven hours of their day for just one project. Everyone's got a bunch of different things going on. This led to a couple of longer recording sessions over the course of a few days, maybe two to three hours a day between recording and editing. What I wanted to talk about in this episode is the difficulties that come along with working on a single project over the course of a few days. There were three main concerns I had. The first one was, of course, sounding the same from day to day which you might not realize is a big issue, especially in cold and flu season with a one-year-old daughter in daycare and a kindergarten teacher for a wife. This has been a really interesting year for me. Second was staying in character. And third was worrying about my computer blowing up. So let's start with sounding the same from day to day. Obviously, cold and flu season, if you wake up with a stuffed nose, You've got some big problems, but that's something that everyone has to just deal with occasionally. Anyway, I was concerned, number one, with my equipment, and number two, obviously, like I mentioned, with my voice. 
For my equipment, you know that it sounds different as you get closer to the mic. It sounds different as you get further away. So it's necessary that your mic stays in the same spot every day relative to where you are. So when you start recording the next day, if you're in a different spot on that mic, you're going to sound different. And so even if it's just a few inches, it will be noticeable, especially to someone who's listening maybe to the entire book on a plane or something like that. So you need to think about that ahead of time. So I left my mic in the stand and untouched. I have a few different mics and I'll switch depending on the project occasionally. But for this week, it was one mic, the large diaphragm condenser in the stand all week, untouched. Another thing I mentioned in a previous episode was that your gain settings can really change the way you sound or the way your recording sounds. So I use a Yamaha recording interface. It's got a gain knob for the mic to turn up basically how sensitive the mic is. Normally, at the end of the day, I'll turn down the gain on my microphone, shut off the phantom power, shut off the recording interface. I didn't want to risk not getting the gain in the same spot every single day. So I took a little dry erase marker and made a little mark at where the gain was supposed to be for my audiobook. And then I was very, very careful to not accidentally rub that off with my finger when I went to turn the mic up. That said, I also took a little picture of it with my phone, so I knew it was right about 1.30. Honestly, it's about the same spot I always put the gain, but I didn't want to risk it at all. That was how I managed my equipment sounding the same day to day. Left my mic untouched and made a note of what my gain settings were on my preamp. The second thing to worry about for sounding the same day to day is your voice. Obviously, your voice changes not just day to day, but throughout the day. So in the morning, you're going to sound different than you will midday than you will in the afternoon. The number one thing I did to make sure that I did my best in staying healthy was I stayed hydrated and I made sure I slept well. I was in bed every night at the same night. I was up every morning letting the dog out at five because that's what he likes. But I stayed hydrated, which I think was really important. And I was also pounding emergency like nobody's business because it's just that time of year. And immunity is your friend. Whether it actually does anything for you, who knows. But placebo effect, also your friend. Stayed hydrated, made sure I slept well, did my best to stay healthy. But I also made sure that I warmed up every single day. Warmed up the vocal cords. I've discussed my warm-ups before on episode 7. If you're interested in some of the warm-ups that I go through... Go back to episode 7. Now there's one other thing that I made sure to do every single day to make sure my voice sounded as close as I could day to day. And that was to start working on the project at the same time every day. It was the first thing I really worked on after I did some auditions and did my daily administrivia tasks. So about 10 a.m. every morning, I would grab some tea and then I would start working on the audiobook. At least that way, I knew that my voice was basically up and moving for five hours or so, and it was going to sound pretty close to the same every single day. Now, I also did another episode on sounding the same day-to-day or updating your narrations and doing your best to sound the same. Go check out episode six to learn some more. Some of these are recapped from that, but there's also a couple other things in there as well. The second biggest issue I was concerned about was staying in character. This was a non-fiction audiobook, so I didn't have to worry about individual characters and switching between characters, but I still had to be the person that I was day-to-day as well. 
I needed to have a similar energy level, similar tone and timbre to my voice. There were a lot of things that you really don't think about because there are days where you feel a little run down and there are days when you just have more energy. That difference day to day can't come through if you're spreading out, even if you're just spreading out a 30 or 40 minute e-learning project. Those differences in your daily emotions and attitude can't come through. You need to sound just like you do. What I did to make sure I found the same character again the next day was I would go back a page or two and I would hit play on my recording and then I would listen to myself narrating it. And after a couple of sentences, I would start reading along with myself, which sounds weird. I'm talking to myself about stuff that I already talked to myself about. What this helped me do is start to match the feeling and start match the timbre and match the attitude and match everything else that's going on in that recording. So that's what I did to find the character again the next day. Another issue I had with staying in character happened while I was narrating. There were times where I had been going for maybe close to an hour uh, using punch and roll. So I'd make a mistake. I would just find an entry point, click, hit record, and it would roll up to that point and then start recording again so I could just jump right in. What I found myself doing is not thinking about what it was I was trying to convey, the message I was trying to convey, and really just going through the motions and reading the words. That's something you want to try to avoid all the time, but it's weird how it kind of creeps in the longer you've been working at a single project, and you'll find that you're not sure how long, it's a little bit like highway hypnosis, where you suddenly kind of come to at whatever destination you were driving to. You're not exactly sure how long you've not really been paying attention, but you zoned out. And it's amazing that you can do it. But I've noticed that I can do that at times when I'm actually just like reading to myself. It's something to be aware of. Make sure you're focused on what you're saying, the intention of the words, the intention of the sentence, the intention of the paragraph, the intention of the chapter. Stay locked in to the intention. And if you find yourself slipping from the intention... Stop, take 10-15 minutes, walk away from it, and then come back. That's actually something I'd probably suggest anyway. If you were doing longer form, focus on the narration for maybe an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe a whole chapter. Whatever makes sense as far as a good place to stop. And then stop your narration, walk away from it, even if you're feeling good. It doesn't even matter if you're still feeling good, you're still feeling locked in. Step away from it, because when you fall out of focus, when you get out of the zone, you will not even notice until you suddenly notice that you're thinking about dinner while you're reading. And hopefully you catch it before you've gone too far, because it's really a good idea to go back, redo some of the sections that you zoned out on, because it's going to sound a bit more monotonous, you're going to sound more disconnected. A reader is going to, or I guess in this case, a listener is going to notice. And it doesn't even matter if it's a five or 10 minute e-learning project, a 30 second commercial, or two, four, six, 20, 40 hour book. Doesn't matter. The listener will notice when you've disconnected. They might not understand what just happened, but they might zone out and disconnect from it as well because you're disconnected. Why should they stay connected? Remember, you are leading the learner. 
So it's important that you set a good example. All right, so that is sounding the same day to day and staying in character. The last thing, it's a pretty quick one, worrying about your computer blowing up, which is a constant worry in the back of anyone's mind whose livelihood depends on being connected to the internet, which is everyone these days, basically. What I did to make sure I didn't have to worry about my computer blowing up and losing all of the work that I've done is I made backups daily. Every day, I would export my entire thing. I would render out the whole narration as a wave, full lossless. So you can use AIFF file, a wave file, or FLAC. You want to do lossless so you have high fidelity, full quality recordings. And do your best not have any effects applied to it or anything. And then upload it somewhere offsite. You don't want to just export it to your hard drive because you basically are just putting it in the same spot. And then all your eggs are in the same basket, right? Put it out on Dropbox, put it somewhere. There's a few services out there, especially for short-term storage like Hightail that I use to send files. They only live for seven days out there, but it's nice short-term storage, so that's something to think about. But Dropbox, Box, Google Drive, whatever you want, make sure you back that up. It also doesn't hurt to have a second hard copy locally. So if you have like a little USB drive, some sort of external hard drive, backing it up to that as well, not a bad idea. The last thing, which you might not even think about as far as a bad thing to happen, but I also made sure that no updates were happening at the same time. So I have a, it's like a 2013 MacBook Pro. I made sure that it did not update at all while I was working on this process because you never really know if an update, especially if you're using an audio interface and a recording software and all this stuff working together and the drivers, you never really know if an update's going to come along and just blow the whole thing up. And the next thing you know is you get weird beeps and clicks in your recording and your audio interface isn't recognized or, I don't know, any sort of weird thing can happen or the update breaks and your computer doesn't boot. No updates for, you know, a week or so. I'm also I'm putting off an update to Mojave because I don't want my machine or my audio interface to stop working before I travel. I need everything to be working so I can submit any auditions that might come from my agent. Maybe if I get a short little job that I can record in the hotel room, I'll use the blankets and some pillows as a pillow fort to make a little mini recording setup. But I'm only interested in doing some short form stuff, but still it has to work. It can't not work for me when I get down there. Also, this is probably a good time to mention that and wrap this episode up. I'm going to do the next episode of DIY Narrator from my hotel room in Las Vegas at DevLearn. I was going to try to do some sort of live podcast, but I don't think there's enough of a following out there yet for that. So what I want to do is talk a little bit about my travel setup and my temporary setup, whatever that happens to be down there. I'm not bringing anything with me except a little USB interface and a couple of microphones. I plan on showing you the difference between a condenser mic and a short shotgun mic in an echoey space, and then what that sounds like as well with whatever temporary booth that I somehow fabricate in my room. And that's hoping that, you know, I've got the time to do it. I imagine it's going to be a pretty busy conference, so hopefully we can still make that happen. But anyway, wrap it up. So those are some tips for handling marathon recording sessions 
This has been episode 15. Check out show notes over at diynarrator.com slash 015. Send me any questions you might have if you happen to have any. It's host at diynarrator.com. Be sure if you see me at DevLearn, come say hi and grab a sticker. Free stickers. We'll talk to you next time.